Hebrews chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. And let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith. For the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. How do you see this old world? Oh, how do you soak it all in? Oh, where did you come from and why are you here? And what does it all really mean? Am I just here to make money? Or die in the vain quest for peace? How can I find out if there's truth in the world? Or shall I just live as I please? I've been told that Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the way. Jesus is the only life worth living here today. I've been told that Jesus is the truth at all. spiritual eyes, 
then it's going to be much more serious than just what the telescope would be. And we're going to look at a passage here in Luke chapter 24. Now, we typically call this um, about the, the encounter on the road to Emmaus. It's about these two disciples that we see that um, they needed their eyes opened. And I don't just mean physical, although, yeah, that was true too. They needed their physical eyes open um, because they, they, couldn't, they didn't recognize Jesus at first. But even more importantly than that, they needed their spiritual eyes open, the eyes through which they were looking at the scriptures because they were looking in the scriptures and they were looking at what they knew of Jesus and it just didn't seem to match up and they couldn't figure out what was going on. And they were a little discouraged. In fact, they were very discouraged. But what we see is they needed to have eyes to see Jesus. And throughout this story, we see that their eyes were opened, both of them. Let's look at Luke chapter 24. I'm going to start by reading this whole story, and then we'll, we'll look at a few different things uh, from the story together. So Luke chapter 24, uh, verses 13 through 18. Now that same day, by the way, that same day is the day that Jesus rose up from the dead. So this is that Sunday morning that he rose from the dead. He's already made an appearance to some of his disciples, but you know, news is kind of still spreading about all this. So verse 13, back to the text. Now that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem. They were talking with each other about everything that had happened. And as they talked and discussed these things with each other, Jesus himself came up and walked along with them but they were kept from recognizing him. He asked them, what are you discussing together as you walk along? They stood still, their faces downcast. One of them named Clopas asked him, are you the only one visiting Jerusalem who does not know the things that have happened there in these days? Verse 19, what things, he said, about Jesus of Nazareth, they replied. He was a prophet, powerful in word and deed before God and all the people. The chief priests and our rulers handed him over to be sentenced to death, and they crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. And what is more, it is the third day since all this took place. In addition, some of our women amazed us. They went to the tomb early this morning, but didn't find his body. They came and told us that they had seen a vision of angels who said he was still alive. Then some of our companions went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said, but they did not see Jesus. Verse 25, he said to them, how foolish you are and how slow to believe all the prophets have spoken. Did not the Messiah have to suffer these things and then enter his glory? And beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what uh, was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. And as they approached the village to which they were going, Jesus continued on as if he was going farther, but they urged him strongly, stay with us for it is nearly evening. The day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. Verse 30, when he was at the table with him, he took bread, gave thanks, broke it, and began to give it to them. Then their eyes were open and they recognized him and he disappeared from their sight. They asked each other, were not our hearts burning within us while he talked with us on the road and opened the scriptures to us? They got up and returned at once to Jerusalem. There they found the eleven uh, and those who were with them, assembled together and, and saying, It is true, the Lord has risen and has appeared to Simon. And then the two who had uh, told what had happened on the way and how Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. Now I want us to take a look at this passage. And by the way, don't get discouraged at the next slide or, or, or some of these other we're going to be looking at. It's going to be small, and I know that, but what I've done on the next screen is I've taken 
these past four slides that we've looked at, which, you know, hopefully you were able to read those things. And I have uh, put the whole text, uh, missing a few pieces just for sake of, of space. And then I've put a few lines in there, a little bit bigger, so that we can pay attention to some of these verses. Because there's things I want to, to point out on all the different slides, and this is just uh, the best way that I, I know to be able to kind of show you and for you to be able to see these things um, here uh, you know, with me. So let's start off by looking at sight in this passage. Because sight and seeing things, or rather not seeing things, actually shows up several times in this passage. Okay? So for starters, whenever we see these, these uh, two disciples right here who are going, you know, they were kept from recognizing Jesus. That's the first time that we see that. But you know, it, it's kind of interesting because uh, whenever they were looking at it, they were very open about it. You know, in, in all honesty, it probably took a bit of courage. I don't know, maybe at this point they were just beyond caring because it seems like their, their hope had been um, just, just crushed. But we'll get to that in a moment. But right here, you know, as they see this stranger who we know is Jesus, okay? But they just know him as a stranger. They don't know who he is. I mean, he could have been a spy, but yet they have at least enough courage to reveal that they are followers of Jesus. Well, now we see that as you look throughout the text, um, one of the things that they say is, you know, look, some of these women, they went to the tomb. They say that they've had a vision. Well, that's interesting, isn't it? Verse 23, that these women are the ones who, they have a vision, their eyes are open, but yet whenever the men go and they see and these other disciples uh, in verse 24, it says, well, they didn't see Jesus. So now these disciples are just confused about what's going on. But then finally, whenever they sit down in verse 30 and they have a meal with Jesus, amazingly, their eyes are open, they're able to recognize him, and then instantly he disappears from their sight. Isn't that interesting? Because, you know, just whenever you expect, oh, this is going to be wonderful. This is going to be great. They finally realize what's going on. We, we as the readers, have been in tune with what's going on from the very beginning, but they didn't get it. And right now, when they finally understand what happened, he disappears again. So once again, their eyes aren't able to see Jesus right there in their midst. But yet they do still come back to, in verse 35, when they, they tell this news to other people, to the other disciples, they speak about how... Jesus was recognized by them when he broke the bread. They recognized that. So their sight was once again open. So it's, it's constantly like throughout this passage about how well, they could see, some could see, some couldn't see. And then they could see, but then he was gone. And then, you know, so, so it's this back and forth thing. But the sight that we see, we notice that this whole text, it comes from they didn't recognize Jesus. But now, physically speaking, yes, they didn't recognize him. But spiritually speaking, they, they didn't get the scriptures. You know, they're looking at the scriptures and they, they don't understand how Jesus fulfilled these things. There's a few reasons. Because they were kind of like how you might look at a binoculars or, or a, a telescope. They were kind of looking at it the wrong way. They were trying to zero in and focus on what they wanted to focus on. However, there's something else that we need to understand here. And that comes to the second point of this lesson. So secondly here, we're going to look at might. Now, you can kind of take this as one of two ways because both of them are, are uh, going to be uh, brought up here in this text. Uh, one of them is that they are recognizing the might of Jesus, you know, the, the power of Jesus or the power of God. But then also another thing about might is that uh, they were hoping. They were hoping that Jesus might be able to fulfill these things, but they weren't seeing it at that time. Well, let's take a look at might through this same uh, passage again. So here we find out that whenever Jesus comes to them and starts talking with them, 
he can tell that their faces are downcast. It's mentioned here in verse 17. You know, they're concerned. They are concerned, you know, because like going back to that telescope thing, you know, they have been trying to figure out how God is going to redeem Israel from suffering. However, if they turned it around and looked at it the right way, then they would see that it's not, that the Bible is not telling them how God is going to redeem Israel from suffering, but how God is going to help them in the midst of their suffering and getting through their suffering. Now, specifically, that comes down to this Messiah, the Christ, Jesus himself, who is right in front of them. This is also why the crucifixion was such bad news to them, because to them, they think of Jesus, this, this one who is coming here, and they had great expectations from him, and they're expecting him to defeat the pagans. However, he dies at their hands. If you're expecting a great victory, but yet you receive a horrible loss, it's not encouraging. Your face can easily become downcast. In fact, what they say about Jesus in verse 19, he says, uh, they, they say, he was a prophet. You know, they're, they're speaking about him as like, He's gone. He's not there anymore. Because I think that maybe that's actually what they believed at this time. They knew that, well, he was a prophet, and they were expecting these great things. In verse 21, it says, but we had hoped. Not that they still hope, but they say we had hoped that he was going to redeem Israel. And then, so, you know, they speak of their experiences and what they were expecting. Jesus didn't match up with that, and because of that, they weren't able to see him. Now, and also because of this, they weren't really grasping the full might of God, the full plan of God and power of God that is going to, to redeem Israel, that is going to really bring about all of this. That's why Jesus in verse 25, whenever he finally looks at him, he says, How foolish you are, how slow to believe all that the prophets had spoken. And he explains to them this power of God, this might of God. Which leads us to this final thing. We've looked at sight in this passage. We've looked at might in this passage. Now we see what is right. The right way about looking of Jesus. Now, the very interesting thing about this is many things that they say about Jesus are completely true. And sometimes we ourselves are like that too. Because we know these stories about Jesus. We know who Jesus is. But then sometimes because of our own experiences or because of our own expectations... We start doubting ourselves. We know what's right, but sometimes we back away from that truth. We back away from what's right because it, it, doesn't, it doesn't always seem to match up. But if it is truly true and if it is right, then it, it doesn't matter if all of the details match up. Is it right? Is it true? Is it, is it really the way that it is? Well, let's take a look together at this passage again now about what is right. We see that they even stated, we've already kind of looked at some of these things, but you know, I kind of want to go over them again, and, and I want us to get this. Now, they're talking about Jesus of Nazareth in verse 19. They say he was a prophet. They're right. They say he was powerful in word and deed. Right, and right, again, I think I'm holding up too many fingers. But anyways, they recognize all these things are true. They're also hoping in verse 21, it says that, he, that they had hoped that he was the one who was going to redeem Israel. Once again, they're right on this fact as well. And then the news that reached them about his tomb, it's empty. Guess what? He's alive. Verse 23 says he is alive. They were right again. And now we see that what Jesus does is, is he takes them 
and aside. And in, at first, a pretty blunt way by saying how foolish you are, you know. Sometimes, yeah, we're pretty foolish. Sometimes we're pretty hard-headed. We don't get these things. But what Jesus did is he took the time with them. And in verse 27, we read that Jesus, beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he explained to them what was said in all the scriptures concerning himself. So he explained these th things to them. He helped them to see that, look, the scriptures do tell us how Israel is going to be redeemed through this suffering, specifically through the suffering of this Messiah. In fact, the whole world's suffering, not just of Israel, but the whole world's suffering is going to be, be become something new through the suffering of the Messiah. Because whenever Jesus went through all the suffering that he did, and he died, I mean, death completely took its, its toll on him, so it seemed. But yet that wasn't the end of the story, because he rose again. And the message now is, look, he is starting, Jesus started something new, this new creation. That's why whenever we are followers of Christ, we are actually called in the scriptures that, you know, the new creation has come. Because, yes, we see we see parts of it, not all of it just yet, but parts of it we see have already come because Jesus is doing something new in us. This new creation has come to us. It has now just happened. And sometimes we need to allow Jesus to be our teacher and allow him to show us that it makes sense. This is the big point of all of the scriptures is Jesus himself. And we also need to recognize that just as, as Jesus he told them about scriptures, and yes, that was so valuable, so important. Guess what? Jesus has illuminated a lot of scriptures for us in the New Testament. A lot of the words of Jesus have been recorded and uh, passed down to us so that we can read these and so that we can learn from Jesus. But also, there's another thing about being a part of the Christian community. And that is that what Jesus did right here in verse 30 is that Jesus took this bread, he gave thanks, broke it, and gave it to them. You know, this language is very similar to what happens at communion or what we know as the Last Supper. Whenever Jesus says, you know, look, he takes these elements about that were part of the Passover feast, part of the, the Exodus, the coming out of slavery and into the land of freedom. And he says, this is new meaning. Now this, this bread here, it represents my body. This blood, uh, sorry, this cup, it represents my blood. And he gave new meaning to those things. And now we as Christians, on a weekly basis, we break bread with Jesus. We have this opportunity for our eyes to be opened so that we can proclaim boldly the things that are right about Jesus, that are true about Jesus. In verse 34, their message was, it is true. The Lord has risen and has appeared. That is our message as well. It is true. It is right. The Lord has risen. He has appeared. And uh, I want to share with you uh, another, uh, using some of these, these images and all, um, I, I want to share with you a quotation uh, from a man by the name of N.T. Wright. He wrote this book. It's called Luke for Everyone. It's a commentary. And in this passage, he says this about this road to Emmaus. He says, Jesus has led, has led God's new people out of slavery and now invites them to accompany him on the new journey to the promised land. The road to Emmaus is just the beginning. Hearing Jesus' voice in Scripture, knowing him in the breaking of the bread, is the way. Welcome to God's new world. And you know, with that, I, I loved reading that. And that, that was one of the commentaries that I, that I looked at. And I just, I wanted to share that passage with you because, you know, yeah, that this, is, this is what it's about. We've been invited on this journey with Jesus. 
Yeah, the road to Emmaus was quite literally a journey with Jesus. But right now we've been invited on this journey to Jesus as well, to hear his voice, to hear what the scriptures say about him, to be able to know him in the breaking of the bread, the communion that we have with our Lord. And we have been welcomed into this new world, this new creation. Now, ultimately, at the end of time as we know it, I guess you would say, we're going to see whenever God makes all things new. But for right here and right now, we can start that process. We can see the dawn of that, the first light of that time, of that new creation, whenever we decide to follow Christ. I hope that our eyes will be opened to the might, the power of God, the power of our God throughout the scriptures, and that we will boldly proclaim the things that are right, the things that are true that are true about Jesus, that the Lord has risen and he has appeared to many and he has made his way known to us. Are we following his way? I stood gazing at the mountain, refreshed by the falling rain. The yellow reminds me of sunlight, Shake his talented hand.